Welcome. You're listening to Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Bryce. And let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Amateur Hour. First off, I just want to say thank you very, very much to everybody who listened to the first episode. Um, really exciting. Got some really great and helpful feedback. Uh, I think I speak for both of us when we say that we're very, very excited to continue this. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. A lot. Um, and let's just jump right in. The Weekly Highs. So this week, I will be covering the highs. And there was just a lot of stuff to talk about. There was I had sort of a hard time picking what I wanted to talk about today, just with football, basketball. Going over to football real quick, there was a lot of great wild card games. You know, we saw the Colts versus the Bills. We saw the Buccaneers versus Washington. <laughs> really, really exciting stuff. Shreyas, do you have any thoughts about those games? Yeah, um, so the ones I actually tuned into were the Bills-Colts game and then the Rams-Seahawks game I wanted to see. Um, those for yesterday at least. That Bills game, um Josh Allen's know. awesome. He's yeah, awesome. He's been he's been really good. The 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 refereeing or the officiating or whatever throughout this whole kind of two day stretch that we've been having. Um right. Kinda suspect. Um <laughs> but it, I mean I wouldn't expect anything less. It's just it's you can tell that the refs are like really trying to insert themselves into these games at the end of the game. That Bills <laughs> Colts game where they um with the the whole Zach Pascal fumble, was it a fumble? Was it not a fumble? They said it wasn't a fumble, so that it kept the game going. And then, right, right, um, it ended up like it didn't really change the outcome of the game. But I was like, uh, like, and then with the whole timeout thing, oh my god, that timeout, like where Harbaugh was calling out, or sorry, not Harbaugh, um, where McDermott was calling out timeouts, like half, like like halfway through the play and then they gave it to him and then they were like, Oh was, no, this is actually yeah, a timeout yeah. count. This whole play doesn't count. Yeah. I was like, I was like, what are we doing here? Like, can we like know whether the play is going to go on instead of this time? I was just, this is infuriating. Um, actually, um, wait a minute. <laughs> actually, yeah. that whole play that just happened didn't count because we forgot to tell you there was a timeout that just happened. Like, actually, this whole game, uh, it's actually fake. So we're going to redo. So we want the Colts in the playoffs. So, you know, we're just going to redo everything. Scratch that. Josh Allen, you've been great. Everybody else. Awesome job. We're just going to have a reset real quick. God. <laughs> no, but no, you, you bring up a great point. Yeah. The Buccaneers Washington football team game. That was also exciting. Washington didn't want to go away. That, uh, touchdown at the end was within the last like four minutes or so. Uh, uh-huh. they, they threw right to the corner of the end zone. Beautiful, beautiful pass. And then yeah, on the Heineke prior, played well. Heine, they call him Heineken. Really well. Heineken. Heineken. Heineken was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he played really, really well. Um, I feel kind of bad for him, though, because he did land on his shoulder. They shot him up yeah. and put him back in there. Um, so that's going to hurt today. But, yeah, he looked, he looked really, really good. So, yeah, there was a lot of great football played around the league. And as we're recording this, the Saints are up 7-0 on the Bears. So it's only the first quarter. So we'll see what happens. We'll see but what. Yeah, I, Mitchie I think I'm gonna take the Saints. I think I'm gonna take the Saints in this one. 
Ah, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, I mean, not the boldest of claims, but I'll, ta I'll take that with you. I'll take those odds. You know, it's not like somebody's saying that the Sacramento Kings are going to make the playoffs. Not to name names, but... Uh, hot takes around here. We like hot takes around here. Treyas, have you seen every, them play? Every have you seen them play? Hey. Because uh, I watched the game the other yes. night. I watched them play, the, I watched them play uh, was it, yes. last night against the Raptors. They looked terrible. Oh, they looked horrendous. Like, and the Raptors also looked horrendous, and they made them look like the freaking 2017 Warriors. Yeah, but yeah. the Raptors put up a franchise high of 144 no, points. But yeah, they, oh, they also... A, oh, was that a franchise high? Franchise high, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Trace, Defense you the Sacramento the Kings in the playoffs, and they let up They're... a franchise high. To the Toronto I mean, Raptors, yeah. who were 2-6. and six. Yeah, I mean... Tell me how that... Okay, you know, whatever. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean the yeah, Rockets are exactly. the Rockets, no, you know, I mean the Rockets good. are twelve right now. So I mean, I we might have we, we might have we might have messed up on that. On the, <laughs> like, the Rockets, oh, the Rockets hey. are going to be solid six <laughs> in the playoffs. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. James Harden <laughs> is fat and out of shape. Oh, this is so much better for their odds. <laughs> Did he demand a trade? Yes or no? Was that a? I think that was a fever dream I had. Uh he didn't publicly. He might have. Um, okay, never mind. It was um, a dream. Uh, I, yeah, I woke up one day and I was like, J J James Harden's coming to Boston. I think. There was oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There, there was I think there was a picture circulating that. um, uh, He they or there was a report circulating that someone saw him at like an Avis at Logan. <laughs> trying, to get a, <laughs> trying to get a rental car. <laughs> and, and everyone was like, what? He's in Boston right now. And it was that some no, that's fair. it was just some guy, yeah, it was just some guy with dreadlocks that had a big beard. <laughs> so. moving on uh my personal high is that i am no longer sick uh i caught not covid because ladies and gentlemen we had a negative test before and after uh, Perfect. but i caught the super flu and i know how i got it i'm not going to name names if you're listening you know who you are um, <laughs> but oh my god did that put me out for three days three days i was actually actually bedridden i could not get up i was so weak i was in a lot of pain uh it was, was it just chicken soup. Fun. Was it chicken soup, breakfast, lunch, and dinner? What was it? I couldn't eat for the first two. You and didn't eat a thing? I couldn't eat a thing, Shreyas. I, 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 oh like, I, I had no energy. But on the third day, I was able to eat some toast, eat a little bit of soup. Yes, and it was chicken soup. It was fucking delicious. Um, so that was great. So thank, shout out mom. Really appreciate the help. Now let's get on to the lows. <laughs> the lows. Hell yeah. So, for my low for the for the whole sports realm, we got the the COVID spread that has been going on in the NBA. Um, it's bad. We got we got some bang bang, and he goes down for a lot of teams. Um, the Seventy Sixers the other day, where they um, had to play a G League squad, and um, <laughs> Tyrese Maxey, the rookie, actually shined in that game. He had thirty nine. Um, wow! On my on my head because my opponent in fantasy uh, had to pick wow. him and start him. Um, yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, yeah, so thirty nine. So congrats to him. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal performance right there. Uh, the Celtics. Oh my God! I want to take a second to talk about the Celtics Heat game because the Celtics literally had, and I, I have the list right now. That hurt. If they were, yeah, if they were going to play this game today, um, which uh, as of this taping, they will not be playing this game. Um, and it has been postponed. So Jalen Brown, Tatum, Javante Green, Semi Ojale, Tristan Thompson, 
Grant Williams and Robert Williams are all out if they were to play this game today. Wait, Jalen Brown is out too? Yeah, because of contract oh co- uh, contact tracing. Yeah, insane. Oh my god. So um wow. they would have had to play Taco Fall 40 minutes and uh it would not have looked good, but I would have been excited because I wanted to see Taco Fall play more than 20 minutes. That would have been amazing. Well, if you um, tune into the if you tuned into the other Miami Celtics game, um boy, Taco Fall was or no, sorry, that was a Washington game. Excuse me. It was the Washington um, game, yep. Taco Fall was he made such an impact, and I know he ended the night with four points, but that man had three blocks, three blocks. I think yeah. six something boards, and just the, yeah. his defensive presence was huge. And he was and getting he was up and down the floor. Stuff, yeah. He was smacking. He he smacked Russell Westbrook's dunk. That is an MVP yep. who is coming right, who, and also a prolific dunker who is coming at you at the rim. And this man went boop, and it's gone. We got. We got a little pick and roll action from him too on one of his four points. Yeah, he was. I liked yeah. it. It was real. He was fun to watch. It's taco time. So yeah, Brad so- Stevens, if you're listening, please <laughs> give this man more time. A max contract for this boy, <laughs> and a max and a lifetime contract with the Boston Celtics, please. Oh man, I want his name up, name and number up in the rafters. But um, you're not kidding, Trace, about the COVID. It it's the oh, vid it's been is struggling, wrecking yeah. the NBA right now. Yeah, the Heat had a player um with a undetermined test so that's why they didn't have eight apparently so that's why this game couldn't go um the celtics were actually planning on playing this game if the heat didn't have eight and said they couldn't go they would have played this game with how many whatever they would eight eight players that they had um so that's crazy the nuggets too with michael porter jr unreal that he was about to come back from his quarantine and broke his quarantine rules a day or two before and is now out another 10 to 14 days. So he's see, back in quarantine. Yeah, see, that's one of those things um, where it's, it's I don't feel as bad for Michael Porter Jr. Uh, yeah. Because you, that, that's on you. That's yeah. really, that's really on you. Everybody else in the entire world, <laughs> at least in the U.S., has <laughs> been going on these, this quarantine stuff. We've had to make some sacrifices. Right. And you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a sport, which albeit that you love, but... And I, I know that there's definitely, you know, he has his reasons and he, I'm sure he had his reasons for doing that. But man, you were this close to coming back and you broke your rules. And it's just like, it's just tough. It's just tough. Yeah, he's just going to have to deal with it. That's a him problem right there. Yeah, with the, with the little uh, eight-bit glasses, they come down. Yeah, they come <laughs> Slowly and then uh, full dark. Yeah, Dr. Dre song. <laughs> so Shreyas, you have a uh, personal low dude i hate getting back onto a a, a sleep schedule uh, like yep it, yeah so um since i started work uh having to actually like wake up at a time that is necessary to do professional activities <laughs> um is has been has been a a difficult adjustment considering that i was you know living the good life for like <laughs> seven or so months so yeah i just hate that like onset of grogginess that you feel when you like are trying to get into a schedule uh-huh. and it's just like for that first like hour or two when you're trying to be productive like the words are like popping off the page and like yep you keep like trying to slap yourself awake a little bit and like you're yep. trying to get in a meeting and you're like drinking a lot of water to make sure that like <laughs> do you drink coffee you're not I'm an occasional coffee drinker. Like if it's available or close to me, I will drink it. But right. I 
if I'm like, I wouldn't go out of my way to get a coffee like most people. Okay. If you get what I mean. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's right. So you're not making a Dunkin' run before you go to work. No, no. Okay. That uh yeah. If I'm making a Dunkin' run, it's because I'm like hungry. I wouldn't go for coffee. I'm like getting like an <laughs> egg and cheese or something. I want a goddamn wake up wrap right now. <laughs> <laughs> two for two. Of course I'm gonna get one. <laughs> That's a great do- hey, shout out to Dunkin' Donuts because this video is not sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, but shout out to Dunkin' we Donuts. We will take your sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody listening is a Dunkin' Donuts representative, <laughs> please contact me. My email is redacted <laughs> another thing that is plaguing the nba not only is covid the vid is kevin durant coming back soon by the way uh he was questionable for this game against the thunder today um okay i have not heard any news uh about it but i can check right now it's been oh, plaguing yep, he you. uh he will play tonight oh. and Kyrie and Kyrie will miss his third straight game wait, wait 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 why 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 he's been missing games yeah you haven't heard no, like I, I have heard, but I, yeah. I, I, I'm wondering as to what his reason is. Oh, per- for why it, he's it's still, it, it's no they've personal? still only stated personal reasons. Yeah, and there's no other information about why he's. Oh, wow, um, wow, that's okay. That okay? Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping though. I'm hoping though the Nets know what's going on. I'm, I'm pretty sure Nash said he's been in contact with Kyrie for this time, but that first game he had no <laughs> idea why Kyrie was out. Um, he's he was like, like yeah, I know. Hey, much, yeah. hey, man, what uh, what's good with you? You sound insane. Where, uh, where are you? <laughs> where are you? You uh, you coming through? Uh, no, I made some pizza hey. for you. Hey, you up? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that has been plaguing the NBA is injuries, and yeah. we're going to talk about two today in both Thomas Bryant and Markel Fultz. Thomas Bryant has been playing phenomenally, and this one it hurts to see because he's been playing great. And me and Trace were talking before we were recording, but the thing that we really, really like about Thomas Bryant is how hard he plays every single game. That earned a lot of respect in my book because he he treats every game like it's a playoff game. And he goes yeah. hard and he does his best and he's he's attacking the rim, he's in the paint, he's playing hard in the post, and I really, really respect that about him. So it's tough to see him tear his ACL. Yeah, he was having a career year from the scoring standpoint. And having him, I guess, blossom a little bit the past couple of years, especially because the Wizards have trusted him with that that center position. Um, right. He kind of came. He kind of. It felt like he kind of came out of nowhere, just because he was a low first round draft pick, and mm-hmm. um, it seemed like he just hustled his way up, got the minutes he deserved, and then uh, has been, was producing really well in the minutes he got. Um, it's just tough to see, you know, anyone go down with an ACL ACL tear because um, that's a that's a 12 month rehab. It's, yeah. it's just going to be tough. I don't know how, what type of player he'll be. I, I'm assuming it'll be a good recovery. He's not really a shooter or anything like that. So hopefully in the post, his, uh, his legs will be able to, to stand up next year or the year after whenever he comes back. So, yeah. You just don't want, I mean, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. Um, you know, we, we talked about, I think we talked about John Morant being out as well. Um, see, thank yeah. God it's only, you know, three to five weeks. I've already seen him shooting in practice. So that's great to see, but it's just you don't you don't want to see anybody get hurt, even if they're on a team that you don't like, because uh, these these guys exactly. are some of the best athletes in the world. And this goes for really any sport. You see these phenomenal athletes who have spent their entire lives training and dedicating themselves to becoming the best they can be at this sport, mm-hmm. and just one instant can take that away, and it's that done. is just yeah. so it's that's just to me that's heartbreaking. Yeah. 
Well, you can just think of if you remember the the player Boogie Cousins once was oh in Sacramento God. in the and in the early years of uh, New Orleans. Yeah, and yeah. he was yeah. like at one point, like I would have considered him the top center in the league. Like I didn't think like he was playing on bad teams, granted, but like when he when he was able to translate his stats from Sacramento to New Orleans with Anthony Davis also there and play phenomenally, be an all star. Um, I was, I was like, yeah, this guy can play anywhere. Like it doesn't even matter. And then he tears his ACL and then, yeah, he hasn't looked right since like he hasn't been able to play the minutes and some people just can't recover, but then, you know, others are able to, to kind of gain some traction, like a Derek Rose or John um, Wall's back. John Wall's back. John Wall. Yeah. John Wall's playing really well right now. Kevin Durant's um, back. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. So, so some players, they're able to, to do that. Um, I think it's just like the players that are have always not had to worry about how their weight affected their play. Like DeMarcus cousins, like he was never in shape, but like he, it didn't really matter for how he played. He just kind of played lumberingly. um, And his, he was able to like use his vision and his height and just his kind of body type to, to, to rattle around in the paint. But I mean, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would necessarily agree with you that he's not in shape, but I get what you're saying. He's in shape. You think DeMarcus Cousins is in shape right now? He's, or just in general? Well, define, well, he's he's playing a good amount of minutes when he does play. Oh, I mean, I guess conditioning-wise. I yeah. Is Zion is Zion in shape? No. He's thick. Yeah, he's but he, I think I think he, you know what Trace? I feel like you are body design. shaming right now, and just because <laughs> they don't have a typical NBA but a build does not mean that they are not in shape. Okay. I guess that's uh <laughs> I guess that's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, America, for the comments I've just made. I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> I guess people that have I guess people that have millions of dollars can't take a can't take a, <laughs> uh, a, a weight joke. Yes. Um <laughs> so the other uh, the other injury um that we want to talk about today is Markel Fultz. Again, it just hurts. It hurts Puffy. to see. Yeah, that one that one was I think because he has been through a ton just in the two or three years he's been in the league with people saying that you know he was he was washed from the get-go and like i i could say i was probably putting into that rhetoric because i just didn't understand how he was able to i guess lose all of what he learned in college and just kind of that like natural ability <laughs> how he was able hey, to lose that in, i can't shoot <laughs> yeah in a year like he in washington he wasn't obviously reliant on being a shooter he wasn't like i guess the best shooter um but he was a slasher. He was able to get the mid range going. Like he had these kind of herky jerky crossover dribbles and stuff like that. And like, like it, it worked for him. And it just, I, he just could not get his shot. Like it just, the form looked awful. And then I was like, all right, well, if he was able to lose this form, it had to have been a team problem. So I think the Sixers really like we're like, I'm done with this. Like after, after two years. And then when the, when the magic picked right. him up, I said, Hey, why wouldn't like, that's perfect. Like take a number one overall pick. Like they had to, he had to have been top three for some, for some reason. Right. <laughs> um, like you get him cheap, like, cause they just want to get rid of him because they just can't deal with the development part. Cause they kind of screwed him up. Now, <laughs> now he's playing well. Like now he, he, like the, the development from the magic seemed to work and he was, he was playing really well. He was averaging 13, five and three with a steal this year. In the eight he had games what he you played. would call a resurgence. He, he yeah, really... he was, having, he was hmm. taking that next step. Um, he was taking it was the next big, step. Hmm. Yeah, 
it was definitely not a number one level, but like he was getting in, he was getting in a groove, and then you know, it's tough to see someone with that like that had to go to like basically had to go to like shot rehab. Now have to go through actual <laughs> rehab, and now it's just like, heard oh of celebrities God. going to regular rehab for their drug abuse. <laughs> now get ready for NBA shot rehab for people who just can't shoot. Can't shoot. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah. that. No, he really. I'm I'm impressed though. He really, you, like you said, maybe not a number one, maybe not a number yeah. one, but the fact that he was coming out, um, he, he's coming out. He's starting to like really dunk. He's starting to really improve his playmaking. He's starting to improve his uh, court awareness, court movement. He ended up being a pretty valuable asset for the Magic, and shame on Philly for getting rid of him. But that's one of those things for Philly. You're like, all right, well, we draft yeah, what this do we guy do? Yeah. first. What are yeah. we doing? What is he going to do? We don't really see as much in him as maybe is there. Yeah. And then they let him go. I think it's just, yeah, I think it was just more of like, a, we, like, I don't know if it was like an admit, admittance of like, we kind of screwed him up. Oh, or, yeah, or like, <laughs> they just couldn't deal with him going through like, the yips, I guess, like just that. They were like, all right, like, we just have to get some return for him because... We can't right. put him on the court because he's just not working for us. <laughs> we'll let someone else deal with it. And I guess the person, people that deal that were dealing with the magic, they were really, you know, dealing with it pretty well. So yeah, I'm, right. uh, I'm uh, saddened that uh, he couldn't continue kind of this little. little Please, we're gonna mark out faults is on the trading block. Uh, I want a bag of chips. Please. Yeah. <laughs> now, now the bag yep. of chips have been eaten, and uh, Marcus Wilson's <laughs> playing well. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, Philly been... has been through several head coaches, several yeah, roster yeah. changes, and the process was officially ended last year when they got swept in the first round by yours truly, the Boston Celtics. Fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, on that note of Markel yeah. Fultz and knowing what we know now, me and Trace are going to play a little game, and that is the 2017 NBA redraft. So based off of injuries and how we've seen players turn out, we've put together a little list, and we're going to see where we think different players should have been drafted versus where they were actually drafted. Now, I was actually taking a look at who was drafted when, and there are some terrible decisions. Yeah. Like, wow. Josh, Josh Jackson, fourth overall. Lonzo Ball, two overall. Yeah. Malik Monk, well, 11th. Well, let's wow. go. Let's go. Let's get right into it. Cause um, I think, uh, TJ Lee. I want to get your thoughts on, uh, TJ um, Leaf was drafted kind of over John 10. Collins. And uh yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a tough Donovan team. Mitchell so, was drafted 13th. That's probably that's probably the biggest sin right there. Donovan Mitchell drafted let's, 13th. Let's get right let's get right into it. So <laughs> I got um let's get right into it. So I got oh, I got Christ, we're gonna get uh, right Tatum into first, the meat and potatoes. <laughs> I got Trace, Tatum first. Take it away. <laughs> yeah, so I got Tatum, I got Tatum first. Uh with uh Fultz going first in the real draft, but I think Tatum oh. was the best prospect. Uh I how do you think about that? Man? I agree with that. I, I, Tatum has turned well. As much as I don't like his shot selection right now, yeah, <laughs> um, he has really gotten better every single year. And first is a great place to take him because he has been he's turned into uh, a great player for Boston. People know his name. He was an All Star yeah. last year and what his third year. So that that's uh <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, I think I think the mental I think the the shot selection can definitely work, but. I think just with the the raw ability, the ability to, to you know shoot off the dribble, not have to be able to create your own shot, get to the bucket when you need to. Those are things that just you know you don't get too often. You want to take that guy 
10 times out of 10, 11 times out of 10. So mm-hmm. we got, I got, we got Tatum first. Um, I think Mitchell, Mitchell should be second. We, they had Lonzo Absolutely. Ball go to the Lakers, obviously. Absolutely. But, um, I think Mitchell is the second best prospect in that draft. Well, I think what is the position, what is the position that the Lakers are lacking the most right now? Uh, probably the two. And yeah. Donovan Mitchell would be had everything panned out the exact same way, which of course, in this hypothetical mystical universe, it probably would not. That being said, if it had Donovan Mitchell, oh my god, if he was on the Lakers right now, disgusting. Uh, yeah, he he wouldn't have, he wouldn't be asked to play make as much because LeBron's obviously there, and at the time Davis wasn't there. Um, but I think just having shooters around and then just kind of slashers, Mitchell is that slasher. He can get to the bucket whenever he wants to. So I think oh my that would have really helped LeBron. Um, he's what a skilled player. He's, yeah. he's, he's fun to watch. I mean, last year in the playoffs when Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell had that duel, oh, man, what a sight. that series was awesome. That was just what awesome basketball. Sight. Absolutely. I want to, I want to talk about, uh, about this one. I think Bam out of bio um, at three would have been in my third pick. I think just because what he could do from the center position, ball handling, taking the ball down the court, uh, being able to hit the mid range. Now it's working for him all that with the rebounding and then the assist numbers too, from the big man, it's underrated when a big man can assist. So I think um, Bam out of bio should be the third pick. What do you think about that? I go into the Celtics. He fills a hole that we really need. Was this the yeah. year that we drafted no, it was the year after that we yeah, drafted yeah. Robert Williams. Uh yeah, yeah. We didn't we didn't have another pick after two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> so just looking at that, if we had Bam out of bio versus Robert Williams, oh my goodness gracious. That that would be phenomenal. I, yeah. I also agree with that. I think I think Bam is probably cause cause who else is left? We De'Aaron Fox, yeah. maybe Jonathan Isaac, but he's been hurt. So Yeah. Uh, he he's another fun player. I like to watch him as well. Um, I do too. He hasn't played a lot, but I think he hasn't uh, played a lot. I don't have him in my 10 just because of the injury reasons, but um, in terms okay. of potential, what he could be, especially watching him at FSU injuries aside, I would redraft yeah. him in the top 10. Oh, still, you'd still keep him top 10. I would, I think he would be, I think he would be in the lower, I think he'd be in the lower half considering talent, but um, knowing that he's already been out and is going to be Dallas out, could um, take it instead of Dallas taking, Dennis Smith Jr. I think they could have done a lot better to take. Oh, Jonathan uh, Isaac for sure. Jonathan Isaac. Or with Josh Jackson, as you previously mentioned. Um, obviously not a top ten pick in my eyes anymore. Um, I would have obviously gone Darren Fox here at this time. They didn't have a Chris Paul, uh, so pairing up Fox and Booker um, would have been. Oof, man! You could have two guys that could get to the rack anytime. The shooting, the shooting from Fox needs to needs to to be a little better. Yeah. But um, uh, I think the 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 guy's just gonna get better and better each year. I think I would have him at the helm of my team. Again, maybe they could have you know taken, maybe putting Zach Collins up this high is is a little uh, overzealous. But I think that yeah. would also considering Phoenix's present team. I mean, I mean they drafted DeAndre Ayton. But I think Zach Collins would also be kind of a good fit on the team, just being a a, a hyper athletic forward who yeah puts up good numbers. Yeah, with the, especially with the block stats, they need they need better defense at Phoenix. Um, hey, I think Phoenix, Phoenix is especially Phoenix eight. is what seven and three. Yeah, 
Well, the offense so, has been the offense has been clicking, especially I think Chris Paul just adds a different element to a regular season team. Aiton hasn't developed into the defensive prospect I thought he would be just from the center position. He is uh I don't know. I, I think right. he gets he's a little okay. lost. Yeah, I think he gets a little lost sometimes on defense. But he's a great offensive prospect. So I think the offense has been clicking. But when the offense isn't clicking, how do the Suns look is what I'm kind of looking for in the next uh next couple of weeks for them. You know, somebody hire you as a GM. Hey, my my schedule is open. <laughs> give me some I'm, weekend. I'm quitting shifts. my job and I'm gonna be a GM. Thank you. Give everyone. me some. Yeah, give me some weekend shifts. They have a weekend GM. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. So number five, I got John Collins. I think he he would have gone to Sacramento. I think they really need uh, uh, a big man that you know can run the court a little bit better than what they normally have with like all the Willie Cauley Steins of the world, the Scal Labissiers of the world that they've been drafting. I think John Collins would have been a better fit, uh, especially from the scoring aspect. John Collins. That's what I was talking about earlier for Phoenix. Not Zach Collins. Zach Collins is what? He's on Portland. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. No, not Zach Collins. That's ridiculous. Collins. <laughs> why, why did you? Somebody call me out on that shit. Oh, my goodness. No, John Collins. That's who I meant. Not Zach Collins. Oh, oh I really my. thought you meant Zach Collins. Yeah. I, no. I, I liked <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, meant, I meant John Collins going to Phoenix. I feel like that would be. Kind of sick. But yes, you have another yeah. number five. Yes, I agree. Yeah, number six. I got number six too. Um, I like the big man. I'm a fan of if you're a good big man, you know, you gotta be up on my list. I got Jared Allen at six. I think uh mm. he would have really he would have really done well. He's really getting into his groove right now. Um just rebounding at a high rate. Um and the block shots are always a a plus, like defensive stats. Um and if he gets a be- if he gets to be a better free throw shooter, I think he'd really be um a good prospect i think for the nets they're finding that now um but i got him at six okay yeah i'm with i'm with that yeah so um seven i'm gonna keep lonzo ball here i think lonzo ball um from from a creator standpoint plays really well within within the system um he's definitely not a guy that you could turn loose but he's a definitely a good system point guard he can, you know, play with the best of them. I think he's really good on defense as, a, as an on-ball defender. And uh, his shot is looking a little better this year. So I think um, that was the only thing coming out of college was would that shot translate? And uh, a couple of years later, I think it's getting, I think it's getting there. And I think with the, with the rest of the stuff, it's... Wait, you don't think so? I might actually put... Uh, that's Lonzo, I guess. I don't know. Probably gonna put him right out in my top ten. Really? He doesn't wow me. He 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 doesn't. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I okay. I hear what you're saying. I get it. I, yeah. I I you make you bring up some great points. This is just for me personally. Maybe because I'm a yeah, hater. Yeah. Uh, Who would you put? Who would you put? I would maybe do some. I would do maybe. I would. Well, you already did John Collins. I would maybe do. Yeah. Uh, I guess Laurie Markkinen's injured. We oh we have we have Coos. We have Derek White in that draft. We have OG Ananobi, who's mm-hmm. been pretty solid. I would put, you know, I'm putting OG Ananobi over Lonzo. I was considering him in this list. I'm putting too, OG. I think. Yeah. I think that's a good pick. I think that's a good pick just in general, just based on that, like the guy that can def- defend. Plus, um, plus is this, this is the Timberwolves. They could use some defense. Timberwolves is kind of a, they, they're kind of a dumpster fire right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they could use some defense. OG, OG, you can't call on them to score, but I think. Uh, he'd definitely be good from a defense. Sometimes team. he's got, you know, I love when he does that. His like behind the head, like reverse dunk. Hmm. <laughs> that is tasty. 
He's, he's, he's athletic got, too, and he's a good defender. He's got a little so flash, yeah. I, I'm putting, I, dude. Lonzo just got beat out by his younger brother. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess who was also think, think, the first, the youngest person in NBA history to score a triple double. Yeah, so I, I agree. I, I would definitely, you know, choose between either Lonzo, OG, uh, John Collins if you wanted to move him a little lower. I think those guys, those guys really work down there. Yeah. Um, at eight, I got at eight, I got Kuzma. So we were talking about him just now. I think yeah. Kuzma is definitely uh, a, a solid choice. You saw what mm-hmm. he did without LeBron, um, uh, or when he was injured uh, for that that period of time. He can really put up the scoring numbers. And now he's asked to do less, so obviously he's going to look less. But I think as a talent, um, they really got to steal with him in uh, the end part of the first round. I think they had him at twenty seven uh, in mm-hmm. the twenty seventeen. So yeah, and then. Um, Thomas Bryant, I have him at nine. I think I just like the big man. I I like a big man that can that can rebound, that can block shots, that can, you know, that's working on his game from the offensive standpoint. I think if you're you can teach offense, and you can definitely become a better offensive player, but it's tougher yeah. to teach defense. So I think if you're a better, if you're a good on ball defender, and have that great hustle from a defensive standpoint, um, the shot you can you can train the shot. So it's yep. just it's just a matter of work ethic. And I think this guy in the long term has the work ethic to to do that. All right. That's good. That's solid. What are we at number 10? Because I know who yeah, I'm so, who you got. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. Oh. Uh, Dwayne Bacon, number 10. Oh god, I love Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> a phenomenal player who just does it all. Uh, you know, if you're looking for scoring, for passing, rebounding, just being the overall goat. I'm putting Dwayne Bacon. He's number 10. Uh, you know, every team that missed out on him, Sacramento could, you know, absolutely use him. Everybody else is a fool for not having Dwayne Bacon on the roster. So Dwayne Bacon, number 10. Gonna, I thought you were going to go a different direction. I thought you were going to put um, the homie Semi Ojale at 10. Wait, wait, wait. You think, um, oh, you know what? Even better. Even better. Semi Ojale, 10th <laughs> overall in the 2017 draft. He's been so productive. He's again, you want scoring. You want putting the ball on the floor. You want ultimate defense. That's him. That's your guy. For anybody that doesn't know these players, please look them up. Please. And you'll see he's why. A, I, yeah, his per oh game averages. Uh I think he's I think he's he's shooting forty three percent this season from three, which I don't believe watching his game. I yeah, I I don't believe that. I think I think it's just like the internal bias in me that doesn't think he's gonna do well at any point. I think. I just, I'm just not a fan. Remember when Gershon Yabusele was on the Celtics? Papa Bear? I remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tough time. time. Ante Zizic. Tough... Ante Zizic. Oh. And, um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. The the pre-Kyrie era. Yeah. Oh, God. I got, I so I got, uh, just to quickly round this off, is uh, Laurie Markin in a 10. I think just a talent. Um, he's he's mm. definitely hit a rough patch in his career. Um mm. But he had Injured a good year. A um, you can yeah. see what he, yeah, yep. injuries too. I think he's definitely mm-hmm. talented enough to be in a top 10 spot. So, mm. okay, great. Well, this has been the 2017 redraft. Uh, those are some takes. I like that. I actually do, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne Bacon aside. Um, I, I like what you had to say. I wouldn't put Lonzo in the top 10 and that's just me. Um, but yeah. everybody else, I, yeah, I can, I would, I can see I'd that. Probably put, I'd probably put Jonathan Isaac in the top 10 over Lonzo. I can definitely, I can definitely see that. Isaac, maybe, Isaac, maybe or Ananobi too. Yeah, or Ananobi. Maybe I am on crack. Maybe this is the worst take since the Kings are going to make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> so in a week is what you're saying. 
maybe maybe next week I'm gonna get some more feedback and people are gonna be like, what the what what are you on? I'm I just yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna join the Lamar Odom family. Okay. Now on to our final topic of the day. Yeah. We are gonna talk about since we we just mentioned teams who are uh you know in a tough spot. We're gonna talk about the Washington Wizards and more importantly, the Brad Beal problem. Yeah. Now, Brad Beal has been putting up some legendary numbers for the past couple of years, but his team has not been winning. The Washington Wizards have failed to make the playoffs the past. I think it's I think it's been three, right? He they uh three or four because they played three. us in 2016, 2016 yeah. 17 okay. season. So it's it's been a while. Bradley Beal just dropped 60 points against the Celtics. He had I think 35. Um, so he's putting up historic numbers, but his team isn't winning. So what's the problem? Is it him? Is it his team? What's going on? Because when you yeah. have a guy that is averaging 30 points per game, you would think that you would have a better winning record than what you do right now. Shreyas, yeah. what are your thoughts? I get, so I got, yeah, so I got the stats. Um, in the past five years. We're running, we're running the numbers, people. Yeah, in the past five years, the Wizards are 6-18. and 18 when Bradley Beal has scored 40-plus points in a game. Um, and that's, that's, yes, that's difficult. A lot of that came in, in 2019. 2019 was a bad year if you're a Bradley, if you're a Bradley Beal or Wizards fan because he put up two 50-point games, um, and he had a total of 10 games of 40-plus, and he lost eight of He lost nine of them. Oh, uh, yeah, he only won one game when scoring 40 plus, and two of those oh he had 50. God. Oh my yeah, god. Rough, rough year, rough year. And like I I was thinking, I was like, what's not working? Right? Because it's it's a little bit a talent issue, obviously, because John Wall hasn't been playing the past couple of years. Um, and he's obviously he's gonna have to keep these guys in the game. So it's him scoring 40 plus, or they lose by <laughs> 35 every game. So yeah. Um, it's like, what do we do? What do we do? He scores 40 and we lose by five or what's happening. So I think that's kind of what I've been coming up on is that like, he needs to score, but it's, it's, is, the it, is it just, a, is it just like, is it just a culture fit? Yeah. I don't understand it. People around him. When, yeah. So the wizards have been like also on my radar too, because of West, Russell Westbrook coming. And I think Westbrook might be of, I don't know, actually, I'm, I'm going to wait to, I'm going to wait to talk about that, but yeah. You have Brad Beal. The people around him just aren't putting up numbers. When you don't have Westbrook and you don't have Brad Beal, and then you take Thomas Bryant out of the equation, who do you have the Washington Wizards to score points? Yeah. Who is it? It's tough. They're who is it? Is it Robin Lopez? Is it uh, Denny Avdia? Like Garrison Matthews. Garrison Matthews is slowly becoming a side is note. It Mo Wagner. Hello, everybody. My name is Morris Wagner, and I am going to just be pushing people around on the basketball court today. I won't be doing much scoring or playing much defense, but I'll be out here. Okay. Get you a couple fouls if you want a stat. Um, yes, and I'm going to get very angry at every single thing that the referee says. <laughs> <laughs> that should be my stat. Is one hundred percent of the time, I will be mad. <laughs> you look at the Washington yeah. Wizards, and you just like if you look at their lineup, they're like we're only simple farmers. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing there. There's nothing there. It is bone dry for them. So it's not. So it's not Brad Beal's problem. And it can't be. Props to him because he could have requested a trade this summer, but he didn't. 
and he wanted yeah. to stick it out, ride or die. Even though John Wall left because of you know circumstances, you kind of feel bad for him because Brad. I really do. Hey, I was drafted by this team. I want to stay here and I want to try to win. But man, like right now, they are not in a good spot, and it's going to be another couple years before they can. Yeah, they haven't really they haven't really built the right way. I feel like when you have a guy that can score, you can't rely on him that much. Like you can't just say, "Oh, boom." He scores like that's all we need. Like it's that's about points. Like you gotta build where he's not taking up double teams and you know forcing the ball up when he doesn't need to. He yeah, it may go in like most of the time, but that's just not gonna be a good offense. The ball is gonna get stuck. So he's got to be able to rely on someone else, and he was able to do that with Wall. It's just obviously the injury, but he's got to have a, he's got to have another shooter on the court while he's there. Right. And he's got to have a guy that's like, I guess, selfless enough to to pass him the ball and pass others the ball to like kind of open things up for him when he needs to score. But um, I think it's also, I think you just maybe need the scoring because I don't think it's about him getting the ball enough because he really does take a majority of the touches. But yeah. if I were running that team, yeah, that's who I want to score the ball. Right. You need those. You need those rebounders to secure the board so that again, there's more. You have more possessions, more chances for him to get the ball. But then you also need that other option for scoring. And I feel like Westbrook is really isn't a bad option because he's so obsessed with putting up his numbers, but yeah. it's also about controlling the pace of the game and securing the win too. Yeah. The one thing is, is that the Washington, when they played the Celtics, they did not stop fighting. They brought it yeah, back. Oh, yeah. It was also on the Celtics too, for fucking imploding. I, I, I watched them have a 25 point lead. It's and bring it down with this team, yeah. Four points. Four points. Now, Washington wasn't able to regain the lead, but boy, oh boy, was it close. That's a it's testament so, to Washington. It's a testament to Washington, but it's also like, Jesus Christ, Brad Stevens, call a timeout. Swap <laughs> the lineup. Like, change something because it's not working. Factual. But it, like you said, it's a testament to Washington. But They don't I, have I, enough I, to close games, so they have enough to keep the games close. I think that's that's the difference. They have it. They have enough to keep the games close, but they don't have enough to close games. Yeah, yeah. right. So I think that's what you got to do. You got to have. You got to. You got to make the other team at the end of a game say, "Okay, who are they going to give the ball to?" Obviously, Beal is their number one option, but like, do we have to? Like, do we have to guard someone else? And in most cases, it's no. It's right now. It's just Beal. But like, they don't have to think about another guy at this time. Yeah, right, right, oh. because you, you have Russell Westbrook. It's like, I'm going to give him a little bit more space. I don't want him in the paint. I'm going to let you him do things to shot. cheat on him. Yeah, you can yeah, cheat on yeah. Westbrook, and it might work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's an issue. I think I think they really need to go through Brad Beal who they want. It's not Brad Beal's fault. No, it's just, it's just difficult to see that he has all these gaudy point numbers, and then they lose every game. They lose it's just game. ridiculous. But it's again, it's not like he isn't trying. Because he really yeah. is the entire game. And he's just so skilled. It's yeah. just right. They don't have the people to close out the game and finish yeah. and win. Absolutely. It's a game of chess. It's a game of chess. And when the other team adjusts for Brad Beal, you need to make another adjustment so that you can keep the points flowing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's and I think I think I think that's something they need to work on from a from a player management standpoint. They need to get those people around him. So. And, and, well, the thing too, the other thing too, actually about Brad Beal is he's he's actually not that big. He's kind of a small player. Yeah, he's like six oh. two or six three, I think. But yeah, he's not like he's a, not huge, a, a very when, muscular. When he was matched up with uh, Tatum, who's what six eight, um, that that caused a lot of problems for Brad Beal. Like he, you yeah. know, 
he, he played fine defense, but Tatum, I just saw him a couple times just shoot right over him. Yeah, yeah. And that's tough too. So maybe it's it, I, it all starts on the defensive end. That's also on, I think that's on the, I guess, on how the team is constructed too. You're, if he has to guard the best player, that means right. the team isn't constructed enough that someone can take the way off. And if right. he's not the best defensive player, he's not guarding the people that he's, I guess, best suited for. Mm-hmm. So yep. that, that just kind of frustrates him a little more because now he's got to do more on the offensive end because if Ta- he's guarding Tatum, he's got to do like twice or three times more just to make up all the points that Tatum has scored. So, yep. Yep. That's a, that's a, that's a great point. And regardless, whatever happens, make that man an all-star. Oh my God. That is a travesty. Him and Lillard being snubbed those couple of years, like him being snubbed last year and then Lillard a couple of years ago getting snubbed when he should have obviously been an all-star is ridiculous. It should not be based on team play. It should be based on who's playing well. Like who's like the best player. And see, even if we're just going by numbers, Bradley Beal should have been an all-star over Chris Middleton. Yeah. But yeah, but the the winning has an, has an effect on people. Like, I guess I, yeah, but nothing it, does. He should have been. A, he should have definitely been one over Kyle Lowry. Oh my God! Well, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, again, he was putting up great numbers, and his team was doing pretty well. So, so, is it based off of winning, or is it just based off of individual stats? Because I was under the impression that, you know, if you were an All Star, that's that's like an individual accomplishment. Well, you know what it is. It's 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 all how they get voted. Because obviously, you have the the breakdown of fans, media, and player or players, coaches, or whatever. Um, for the um, the starters, and then the coaches pick uh, the the bench. So, yeah. yeah, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse was last year, so obviously bench players got to be Lowry and whoever Siakam. I don't know if he was a bench player last year or if he started. I think he was. Yeah. So like both of them have to make it because Nick Nurse did it, and that you know leaves one less spot for Bradley Beal because he's picking all the Raptors guys. It just happens every year. I don't like that the coach is so they're so reliant on the coach to pick the All Star. Uh, reserve so this year this year with our media votes we're gonna make sure to take care of brad beal i hope so i need a media vote i'll i'll make it right for i'll make it right i got you bradley i got you (laughs) all right well that just about does it and now everybody knows it's time for shreyas's fact of the week thanks max um so yeah my fact of the week this week Found out, found out a couple of days ago that uh, the animal called the wood frog, the same little amphibian thing, um, it can only hold, it can hold its pee for up to eight months. What? So it does not have to, it does not have to pee for up to eight months. What? Um, that is amazing bladder control, and I would like to get tips if this frog could talk English. <laughs> That's I just thought I just thought that was crazy because um apparently like while it hi- hibernates like it has like microbes in its gut that um just kind of recycle all the the waste so like the waste in wow. urine um wow. and it just like can use utilize it instead of it becoming waste that it has to relieve itself of so that's crazy I I need that system um I'm hoping our next evolution can uh, can require that for humans so we'll see yeah I mean, we'll think about that I mean you're you have to give a school presentation. I don't know. Would you still get like that, like nervous, like, oh crap, I have to go to the bathroom if you had a larger bladder yeah. or just a better system. I don't want enough. Better I don't system. want a lot of waste. Yeah. Everything. I want to use don't let my waste go to waste. Don't let my waste go to waste. Okay. <laughs> well, that is what you guys will be taking home with. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much again for listening to the podcast. Me and Treyas really appreciate it. 
You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. Thank you, and good night. Peace.